Greetings members old and new, and welcome back to the Possibility Department, your one-stop shop for the modern-day occultist. If you find yourself entertaining the possibilities of anything and everything when it comes to the great unknown, then this is the place for you. My name is Luciana and I'll be your host as we dive into what I like to call spiritual and psychological templates for living our lives, interpreting our lives, and creating change in our lives. Take what you like, toss what you don't, and remember that what we talk about on this podcast is just as far-fetched as the concept of any higher power. Alright, let's talk about some weird sh- Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Possibility Department Podcast. Super excited to be here today, super excited for our topic. As you may have noticed, I might be taking the podcast down to one podcast per month as far as the public podcast, so that might just be for a little while while I take care of some things. If you're interested in listening to more, remember I have, I don't know, 50, 60, no more than that, 70, 80 podcasts that are all waiting for you over on Patreon at the $5 level. Um, Yeah, that's not even counting the specialized audio if you go to level two. So yeah, head on over there if you want more content. Before I go any further, speaking of Patreon and the Occultist Lab, I have to thank my sponsor level patrons. Thank you so much to Hannah, Sydney, Brianna, Jewel, Amy, Mariella, Erica, Brittany, Ingrid, Tara, Myriad, Noel, and Sarah. Thank you for supporting me over on level three on Patreon. And as a quick announcement, if you have any interest in joining our community for the first time ever, I have included the Discord membership into the $5 level. So what that means is that if you join at the $5 level, you'll get access to our Discord server, which is our giant group chat that has like 22 different channels, I think. Um, In the tarot channel for September, we've been doing a tarot study. So every day we are deep diving into one tarot card and all giving our different interpretations and discussing. And we're sending various pictures of the same card, but from different decks so that we can compare and contrast. This is my favorite, my favorite challenge that we've ever done. I'm having so much fun in there. I'm learning a lot. So If you're looking for a community to chat about these things, um, then head on over to the $5 level and activate Discord. Discord also has an app, so we usually like text from the app. We're not always at our computer, obviously, so that's really cool too. So if you have any interest in that, hop on over. The link will be in the show notes. Okay, so getting into the episode, what is occultism? What is the occult? And before we go too deep, I definitely want to say you may notice that here on the public podcast, I've been doing this what is series, right? I did what is witchcraft, what is intuition, what is chaos magic, what is meditation? And these terms are all pretty broad. Occultism is pretty broad. And I'm sure many people will have many different interpretations. Um, And so I just want to give the disclaimer that, you know, these are my views. And in these episodes, I like to ask questions, pose questions, and really theorize. And so I'm well aware that many people might disagree, to which, you know, I say two thumbs up. That's, that's awesome. (laughs) So um, I'm on your side if you disagree with me. So uh, without further ado, occultism. When people hear it, they get this image, I think, of uh, dark rooms 
and lots of candles lit, and long robes, and ceremony, and sacred words spoken in a language that no one can understand, and a full moon, <laughs> and magical hierarchies, and specific steps, and literature that you have to read in order to gain the secret knowledge. Um, these are the things that people think of. And those images are of ceremonial magic, which is a thing, um, and it is a part of occultism. So occultism can be that, but it can also be a wealth of other things. We get sort of this one image in our mind when it comes to the occult and occultism, but in reality, occultism is actually a pretty broad term. As far as I know, it's borrowed from the Latin word occultus, which means hidden, concealed, secret. The word occult means that which we cannot see in a more basic sense. Now, the way the term is actually used is we use occultism for any kind of supernatural belief or set of supernatural beliefs that lies outside of the scope of religion or science. So, let me say that again. We use occultism for a set of supernatural beliefs that lies outside of the scope of religion and science. And so, ceremonial magic with long robes under a full moon, is that occultism? Yes. But under this definition, doing a meditation to connect with your past loved one is also occultism. Using the law of attraction, to me, I would define that as occultism. Why? Because it doesn't fall, it certainly doesn't fall within science, and it certainly doesn't fall within religion. And you are employing the concepts of the supernatural. You're basically employing this idea that some kind of magic exists, that you can attract things to you. In my view, that also falls under occultism. It's that which we cannot see. You can't see the law of attraction, and you can't prove it. And it doesn't lie inside of any realm of religion, nor does it lie inside any realm of science. And so let's run through a couple of definitions, shall we, from good old Merriam-Webster. So occult can mean not revealed, can mean secret, it can mean not easily apprehended or understood, it can mean hidden from view, it can mean not manifest or detectable by clinical methods alone. And it can also mean not present in macroscopic amounts. So in sort of every, you know, incarnation of this word, it somehow means hidden, which is why it is actually an astronomical term as well. Not astrological as in astrology, but astronomical as in astronomy. So in occultation... <laughs> I think that's how you say it, occultation, is when one object covers another object by passing between the object and the observer. So in essence, this can mean covered up, right? The light of the star was occulted by another celestial body. It was covered, it was concealed, it was hidden. Generally, that is the meaning of the occult, that which is hidden, that which we cannot see. So inevitably, many definitions of occultism will include that it is a set of beliefs or a belief in the supernatural. So what is supernatural? The Cambridge Dictionary defines supernatural as caused by forces that cannot be explained by science. 
And, you know, if you're listening to my podcast and you're into spirituality and you're into experimenting with stuff, I mean, all day, every day, we're fiddling around with things that can't be explained by science. It is all supernatural. It is all occultism. It is a big umbrella. Occultism is not just one tiny pinpoint and facet that is very dark and very exclusive. No. It's all of that which lies outside religion and science and employs some sort of supernatural belief, and supernatural is that which cannot be explained by science. So, think about your practice. How much of it is a cult, my friend? How much of it lies outside the scope of religion and science? Probably a lot of it. Are you an occultist? Now, this being said, I believe it was in Matt Oren's book, Psychic Witch, he talked about how not all witches are psychics and not all psychics are witches, but both witches and psychics are occultists. Recently, I ran a poll on my Instagram stories. Uh, If you're not following me on Instagram, it's at the possibility department. Come follow me. I ran a poll um, asking if all witches are occultists, and I think we got 50-50. So, All witches are not necessarily occultists, in my opinion. Here's why. (laughs) Because in order for you to practice witchcraft, you don't necessarily have to believe that there is a supernatural power at play. You don't have to believe that there's anything supernatural going on at all, especially because a lot of witchcraft involves spell work. And this might be an episode later on, but if we define spell work, it's taking a symbolic action to represent something else. So, for example, you know, you want to set better boundaries with your friends and family. A symbolic action for that could be, you know, taking a walk and then drawing a line in the dirt and saying a couple of words, saying a promise to yourself that you are going to honor your own boundaries and your own mental health, right? So, Witchcraft is sort of defined, I would say, by, you know, the use of symbolic action, the use of some kind of spell work. You could be practicing that. You could be practicing symbolic action just for the sake of your mental health, for the sake of psychological benefit, for the sake of processing emotions, having a container to put things in so you can better interpret it and understand it. You don't necessarily have to believe that there is anything spiritual or supernatural going on to do witchcraft. You don't have to believe in that at all. In fact, many witches don't. I think, in essence, witchcraft is mostly about symbolic action. And there are many real-life benefits to symbolic action that have nothing to do with the realm of the supernatural. The occult deals with the realm of the supernatural, that which we cannot explain by science. So what does the supernatural entail? It entails anything that is a force that we can't see or prove, working with anything that is a force that we can't see or prove. For example, I'll often make a little altar to my great-grandmother, and I'll light candles, and I'll set out candy for her, and, you know, sometimes I'll say a little prayer to her. That is not a religious thing. It doesn't fall within the scope of religion. I'm pretty sure a lot of religions really frown upon communication with the dead, (laughs) and it certainly can't be proven by science, but it's something that I've 
I first of all enjoy a lot. It brings me a lot of peace and then also has really worked for me (laughs) when I've sort of petitioned her. And so that is occultism. That's what occultism is. And I would go as far to say that this applies to larger faceless forces as well. If you have a practice in which you are working with some godlike force, whether you call that the, the universe or god, goddess, whatever name you choose, if you're working with a force that you believe is larger than you and you're attempting to communicate with it or make offerings to it or saying certain words or doing certain things that you think are going to work with some sort of energy that's going to help you, I would venture as far to say that that is also occultism. It deals with the supernatural. So occultism to me is something that's incredibly broad and not scary. or dark, or upsetting, or any of those images that come to mind, which, by the way, a lot of images that come to mind are ceremonial magic, and ceremonial magic isn't necessarily dark or bad either. It's just people practicing ritual and ceremony. I've talked about it more in depth on my Patreon, but, um, you know, I've been to, like, Catholic events that felt, that felt way more, quote, occult, unquote, than anything I've ever done, and I consider myself an occultist. It's very ritualistic, right? A lot of Catholic ceremony has the robes and the goblets and the silver and reading Latin directly from the sacred book and, you know, like, so it's all about perspective and it's all about framing. It is my belief that a lot of, like, modern-day spirituality is just occultism. We just don't call it that because for some reason we are uncomfortable with that word still in the year of 2021. I think a really common one that shocks people is a lot of people consider astrology to be occultism, you know? But if you're a fan of astrology and you use astrology in your life, would you necessarily consider yourself an occultist or does that make you feel uncomfortable? you know, it's okay if it does. Not everyone has to necessarily identify as one. In fact, not everyone should identify as one. I'm simply saying that the word carries a weird heaviness to it that puzzles me. (laughs) If we go back to that basic definition of occultism or the occult being that which is hidden, a lot of us probably dip in and out of occultism all day, every day. We're, We're constantly sort of interacting or trying to understand, you know, the greater workings of the universe or the world and what's on the other side, if anything, and what does it look like? Does it have a face? Does it have a body? Is it a massive force that we'll never be able to understand? What happens when we die? Is there a structure to the afterlife? You know, all of that, all all of that, we're dipping in and out of occultism all the time, you know, that which is hidden, that which we can't see the, the full picture. I mean, everything starts as as not knowing the full picture, not knowing what's there. I can't see, I can't physically see the force between two magnets, you know, when you hold two magnets in front of each other. I can't see that force, but I know it's there because I can feel it when I try to put two magnets together. You can't see what happens to my body during meditation, but I can certainly feel what happens to my body during meditation. Just because we don't see it doesn't mean that it's not there. I can't see the full spectrum of light, but I know it's there. I can't see radio waves, but I know they're there. 
I can't see the force of gravity, but I know it's there. The difference here is that we now have science to rationalize those things. Thank you, scientists. We are pro-science here. But who's to say there's not more unseen forces to discover that science hasn't rationalized yet? Who's to say that meditation doesn't have an effect? Who's to say that intention doesn't have an effect? Who's to say that visualization doesn't have an effect? Other people can't see it, but you can certainly feel it, can't you? You can certainly feel the difference when you engage in your preferred practice, but other people can't see that from the outside. The same way as when you're holding two magnets in front of each other, someone watching you can't see the force between them, but you can certainly feel it. To which you might say, yeah, but if you hand them the magnets, then they can feel it too. It's a real force because you can pass them the magnets and then they'll feel that force. To which I may say, perhaps if they tried some occult, quote unquote, methods, they might feel it too. Personally, on a personal, this is on a personal level, I see occultism as a long series of experimentation. And, you know, you might be listening to this and thinking, well, it still sounds like a bunch of baloney. It doesn't sound rational. But what is rationality? Are you basing it on evidence? Because if so, if you're trying different, quote, occult, unquote, methods and testing them in your life and finding out which particular methods continuously work for you, is that not evidence? Granted, you may not be using the scientific method, but no one is stopping you from doing so. Do the steps. Use the scientific method. Do it three times. In order for a hypothesis to hold weight, you have to be able to replicate the results, right? See if you can replicate the results. And if you can replicate it, then that is your own personal evidence. It doesn't mean that it'll work for everyone else, but it means that it will work for you. That is what is known in the occult community as UPG, unverified personal gnosis. These are methods, modes, patterns that you notice hold weight in your life, work in your life, make sense in your life, but that you can't necessarily prove will work for others. Some people work with their ancestors. Some people go outside and hug a tree. Some people petition saints. Some people just say affirmations with a couple magic words. Some people delve deep, 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 deep into a bunch of occult books with a lot of very specific knowledge that is needed. In my experience, certain methods and templates will be massive failures, whereas others will work consistently for you over and over again. I attribute this to the fact that we're all different people with different perceptions of reality and what lies beyond reality. So therefore, belief plays a big role. To which you might retaliate and say, well, it might just be a placebo. Yes, yes, it may. But it also may not be. And we'll never know for sure. It may be something larger and vastly more complicated than we could ever understand. It may be supernatural. Again, the definition of supernatural is caused by forces that can't be explained by science. And so here's the thing. Some of this stuff we can explain by science, right? You do a, quote, spell, unquote. You take a symbolic action to commit to boundaries like we were talking about earlier. And it results in you actually practicing better boundaries. That can be explained in a psychological manner, right? You you made a commitment, you had the visual tool that you are making the commitment. Committing that action actually makes you more likely to see it through because you want to believe that that is what made it work. We can explain that by like a psychological means, right? But have you ever had an experience that you can't explain? 
Is the power of all of this natural or supernatural? I have no idea and quite frankly, neither do you. So isn't that fantastic that we get to spend our life theorizing and testing and exploring? That to me is occultism. And so with that, I'm gonna leave you there. I hope you have a great week ahead of you and stay mysterious. <laughs>